Bullshit. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the Apocalypse Live podcast. How the fuck are you? If you're new to the podcast, I appreciate you clicking on us. Of course, if you're a listener to the podcast, uh, welcome back. More fun shit to talk about today, including more, uh, much more woke news, which I love. I'm starting to really enjoy doing woke news. So that's what we're going to do. But first off, uh, well, no, uh, no YouTube news today. I've avoided YouTube. I've stopped using it. And uh, I feel a lot better. Fuck them. I don't have to worry about it. That's the way I like it. I don't have to fucking worry about them. They don't want my content. They can't have it. Uh, I guess we'll start off FBI. The FBI hates you. The FBI uh, hates all conservatives. Does not want you to use certain words now, which I find really fun. So we're going to talk about what those words are, because why not? Uh, FBI, FBI, FBI. So you have a whole list of words now, which they've had, by the way. This is not the first um, that we're hearing of it, of course. The FBI has not been our friend for quite some time. Uh, FBI associate slang, associates slang. Like the word based with uh, extremism. Isn't this fun? Isn't this ex- this hunt for extremism, isn't it fun? So we're going to see what these words are. Let's see. We're going to... I guess I'll read some of this uh, story from the Daily Caller. Um, the words are uh, LARPing, red-pilled. Which is dear to my heart. I love other, like, red-pilled podcasts and shit. Apparently that's extremist. I guess we can preface this by saying that extremism is so loosely defined now. Isn't it? Oh my god, there's an ad that just popped up on the site with some super sexual anime shit. What it is, I don't know what it is about Japanese... Like, I don't want to say porn. We all know what that is. Tentacles and shit. Animated penises. It's not what this is. It's not what we want here in America. I don't know what this is. Everything in everything in Japan, it's not even me like trying to be racist or anything, but like everything in Japan is kind of like, I don't know, awkward and animated and shit. It's always got to be hentai. I don't know, every, every single thing has to be hentai. I don't know why that's there. Anywho. Don't you love ads? They really keep you on topic. So yes, of course, the word red pill is extremist. Oh, that's what I was saying. I was saying extremism is like, ever since, what? January 6th? Ever since the January 6th? Stroke! Oh yeah. Just get that all out now. Ever since uh, Jan 6th at the Capitol, I feel like the FBI is labeled extremism, like whatever they want. Anything they don't like, it's just, that's extremism. 
You like Trump, you're an extremist. If you say the the word red pill, you're an extremist. If you don't believe that abortion should be allowed, you're an extremist. If you don't think that COVID was cooked up in a laboratory in China, released on the world like a weapon, which people, you know, predicted, by the way, would happen. Extremist. So, let's see. An investigation launched by the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project found in early April that the FBI associated common social media languages with violent extremism. Isn't that something? Using a Freedom of Information Act request, the Heritage Foundation accessed a glossary of terms used by the FBI to flag indications of involuntary celibate violent extremism or racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism. It's always racism. Can't get away from that fucking word, can we? According to documents posted on Twitter, phrases such as LARPing, which I don't understand this one. I thought LARPing was... Isn't LARPing like virgins that dress up as like mythical characters and uh, live action role playing? Isn't that what it stands for? Or is this a new type of uh, LARPing? I don't know. Anyhow. Of course, the term red pill made the list. How nice. And the term based. Based. What does that mean? Based. I don't know what some of these words mean. So I'm I'm trying to be like a typical conservative and get angry at it. But I don't know what the fuck these words mean. These words were all considered part of racial and ethical extremist language, according to the documents. The FBI. Oh, this is the good part. <laughs> we're getting to the good part. So before we go any further... I don't ever really introduce myself, because I don't give a shit. You shouldn't give a shit. You should just like my voice. My name is Chad, which makes this oh so much more interesting. So the FBI also listed terms like red pill, black pill, the term rope. Damn, just the word rope? I don't understand. You mean like being roped into something? Or like, we should, there's a black guy, we should get a rope. (laughs) There's never any, like, specific... There's a lot in between those two statements. And the term Chad. Of course. The name I also love. Yeah, I'm not that upset that I got stuck with the name Chad, I'm going to be honest with you. But I do... I do kind of resent some of the... I've spent my whole life resenting some of the stigma that's come with the name Chad. I never really understood it until I got a little older. Never really heard much of it. It was just my name. And then I got to the social height age of high school. And even a little bit after high school. Now I just don't give a shit. But of course, it was the. It was kind of like a, a stem off of the name Kyle. Right? Because the name Kyle is like, you know, that. That guy who rides motocross and punches holes in his drywall, drinks a lot of monsters, listens to like Five Finger Death Punch, which I knew a lot of Kyles growing up. I I, I tiptoed on the Kyle line myself, to be honest with you. But I feel like the name Chad is kind of like a branch of the Kyle thing. 
except adding getting pussy to the mix, apparently. So I'm not upset about that. So apparently the, uh, the name Chad also, or the not even the name, the phrase Chad made the list, calling somebody a Chad. Um, it says, as part of linguistics used by an involuntary celibate violent extremism or incels. Wait, so in, hold on, dude, I got a fucking Jesus Christ. I can't live in this world anymore. It's getting harder and harder to do this podcast. I can't really keep up with all this like terminology. I don't know what half of it means. What the fuck is an incel? Involuntary celibate. That's the way I've heard it. Call somebody involuntarily celibate because they can't get no pussy. Can't get any women. It's funny. The document further uh, further argues that incels are those possibly wanting to, quote, commit violence in support of their beliefs that society unjustly denies them sexual <laughs> or romantic attention to which they believe they are entitled I don't think who falls under that category is what I want to know. Somebody who let's read that again. Somebody who believes they are entitled or let's say uh, society unjustly denies them sexual attention to the point of committing violence. So I assume that's somebody who believes that society owes them a piece of ass and when they can't get laid. They turned to, to shooting up a racetrack or a 7-Eleven. I don't know what, what the, who, the, who is this targeting? <laughs> uh, da, 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 more hentai ads. What is it with the hentai ads? Like China's invading our, our country for like extracting information and surveillance and TikTok. Meanwhile, Japan is just spamming us with hentai porn constantly. Here's more naked animated Japanese chicks with fucking enormous calves. What is with the calves in this ad, dude? Says many of the terms used on both lists are used broadly across the internet in joking or innocuous nature or in relation to self-pity. For example, the term red pill has been a part of pop culture since being introduced in the 1999 hit The Matrix. Yeah, okay, but the the point of the pill in The Matrix was to, you know, see how deep the rabbit hole goes, you know, to, well, the original definition of the word woke, to kind of wake up and see, you know, what's really going on. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The government, I think, has something wrong with that. Because they don't really want you opening your eyes and seeing what the fuck's really going on. So that's convenient. I don't see how that can trigger people. Especially not the FBI. Wasn't the FBI so cool when you were growing up? Right? Wasn't that the cool thing to fucking... Kids wanted to be in the FBI when they got older? Even in TV shows still, it's like... I don't know. Oh, oh fuck. I can't wait to get to that. Wait till I read you this. Uh... Okay, so apparently the word based is defined by the FBI as (laughs) referring to someone who has been converted to racist ideology or as a way of indicating ideological. It was so hard for me to say, wasn't it? 
ideological agreement. So if you so if I call somebody based, so the term based literally just means something is cool or agreeable in the context of anti-woke norms. So if I'm like somebody who has been converted to racist ideology, so I'm like, dog, you based? He's like, yeah, the fucking Jews, man. Am I right? You based, dog? Yeah, fuck you. The, tell me about it. The blacks, right? <laughs> None of these words. I just, I feel like the 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 racist picture, like the the white supremacists that are all taking over the country, according to like the FBI and like left wing media. Like, do, do they exist? Are they out there? Any of these super left crazies could make an argument for anyone being racist, but like the real hard hitting white supremacist, the incels out there, like the picture they paint. Bunch of white dudes out there not getting any ass, just hating everything that's not white. Is that what this is for? Is that who this is targeted? I, I'm not, I, I don't know. But this is what I was going to. Read, I, can't, I couldn't wait to get to this. Big red letters that says related. Get ready for this. Reading The Lord of the Rings and the book 1984, how those two books are even in the same conversation is insane. Reading The Lord of the Rings in 1984 could lead to right-wing extremism. The government report warns. Can you believe the state of our government at this particular point? It's always been a little kooky, but like, just what they're focusing their energy on. A bunch of right-wing extremists that don't, aren't really that extreme. I'm sure they exist, but like, at the, at the, oh, I already see Adolf Hitler in this article. I gotta fucking read this. Uh... A series of different influential literature and historical influential figures were also listed as part of the FOIA release. Top. <clears throat> oh, God, I swallowed a cactus. Top of the list was Mein Kampf by genocidal dictator Adolf Hitler. Is that a book? As well as Siege by James Mason. Say, I know that one. Amongst others. Was Adolf Hitler a writer? He was an artist. Who am I talking to? I don't know. This is all so confusing. Uh, wow. So, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. I mean, it just... They're coming for everything. Coming for all the words, too. That I mean... I heard they're trying to cancel uh, Tropic Thunder. I, first of all, and this is what I've, I've been talking to a few people about this in the past couple of days. Two points. First point, please stop coming for movies that were socially acceptable. Okay, because they're still socially acceptable. Nobody, nobody with a sane mind popped on Tropic Thunder in the past year 
and decided this has got to go. And if you're just now seeing Tropic Thunder, you're so far behind that maybe it's just not for you. Unless you're a child who's just now allowed to watch the movie and you're a grown adult who just now watched the movie. I don't think it's for you. Like the humor in the movie is not geared towards you. So I guess the rest of us should have to suffer. My second point would be, what the fuck took you so long? (laughs) The woke mob of crazies. You just now found the movie where a white Robert Downey Jr. paints himself in blackface to portray a black man in a fictional movie. He's a white dude playing a black dude in a movie inside of a movie. And you just now found this? I mean, shows where their fucking, like, heads are at with the woke stuff. Ah, fuck the FBI. Fuck the government. Fuck them all. That's where we should be. Just bring back punk music. Fuck it. I got a list of shit I can get to today. Uh, let's see. I don't know why I said that like a radio jock. I got a list of shit I can get to today. After these messages. I don't know. I got things I can... I got a lot of things I set up to talk about. I don't have enough time to talk about them within the hour. I do want to uh, watch some of the interviews. So we talked in the last podcast about Bud Light's brilliant marketing strategy of putting a trans person as their... As their whatever. I don't know what it is. Their ad person. Not spokesperson. Right? It's not spokesperson. I don't know. Whatever it is. The uh, Dylan Mulvaney character there. Had, if you didn't listen to it, if you're not keeping up with the story, Bud Light plastered this trans person named Dylan Mulvaney. Some little TikTok star. Um, transitioning to a girl. From a <laughs> from a douchebag. That's what the transition was. A flaming little Nancy decided they want to be a girl and take over frat boy beer. And why everyone has been wondering. Oh, and it was to celebrate 365 days of being a girl. Yay! As if the rest of the sane world truly gives a shit. And it isn't even really about acceptance of trans stuff, trans things. More so a who gives a shit. Nobody. Nobody asks for that. And is it really to be celebrated? That's the point that I kind of draw my line is celebrating things that doesn't need to be celebrated. Who cares? Good for you. Good for you. Um, But of course, our sales tanked. Everybody's boycotting it because that's what we do. We boycott things. I think if you're going to do it, you should go all the way. You should should do like Kid Rock. Kid Rock, in true Kid Rock style, set a couple of 30-packs Bud Light out on a table and shot off like three fucking clips of an AR-15 right into him. Blew him to shit. Which is awesome. Super like 
what the fuck is wrong with Kid Rock? But at the same time, it's like, dude, that's, if you're going to boycott, that's how you do it. You don't just say, dude, we're not, we're not drinking Bud Light anymore. Hand me that RPG. I'm going to blow it to shit. That's the way to go. Be all in, you know, be committed. If you're going to do something, do it right. So I have the whole interview from the uh, first ever female VP of Bud Light. It's a long interview on some little podcast on YouTube. And um, it's such a woman's podcast, too. If I, We'll play some of it and we'll, we'll diagnose, which is Spanish for shit all over it. Um, and I guess part of it, she explains her reasoning behind it, which is so stupid. And I can't wait to get into that. So we can get into that. Um, we can get into the NBA coach shitting on the Constitution. We'll get to that. Um, I guess we'll knock all of the news out first and then wrap up the show going through like the interview. Uh, that sounds right. All right. Where we at? Where we at? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich uh, has never been one to shy away from speaking his mind on politics, which is a shame because there's not much in there. Who wrote this story? Who wrote in a journal review? Um, by C. Douglas Golden. Well done. Well done. You might have thought that was my addition. No, that was him. It's in the story. Well done. Uh, let's see. Pop, as he's affectionately referred to. Ugh. Nicknames. May have been coaching his last game on Sunday. The Spurs are out of the playoffs. and Rumors have been swirling that this is his last season. When he went off on a rant about the school shooting in Nashville during his pregame press availability, according to the San Antonio Current, uh, paper or something. Conveniently, of course, he left out the fact that a Christian school was targeted or that a transgender 28-year-old woman who left behind a manifesto was the alleged attacker. Yes, yeah, I'm loving how nobody's... Nobody is giving this the light of day, right? If it was a, uh, you know, if it's a gay bar or something and some white incel <laughs> shoots it up, it's all you hear about for fucking three weeks, but... Christian school gets shot up by a tranny. That's right. I said it. Uh, yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. The vice president visited Tennessee just yesterday or today about something completely different and didn't even visit families or anything about the shooting. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Trans did it. It's fine. Uh Instead, he was especially angry about the quote from Tennessee GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn saying that she and other agencies were, quote, ready to assist. In what, he said, they're dead. What are you going to assist with? Cleaning up their brains off the wall? Wiping the blood off the schoolroom floor? What are you going to assist with? Whoa. Uh, holy shit. That's, that's dark even for me. To be honest, what an asshole, right? <laughs> what? I don't mean to just immediately side with my side, but what an asshole. Who says that? Cleaning their brains off the wall? Way to paint a picture for us there, Pop. Uh, he says, most of you in this room 
when we were in school, we worried if Nancy would dance us on would dance with us on Friday after the football game or something. That was our anxiety. I don't know what your point is. Now he has to worry about his grandchildren being shot up by a mass murderer, and he blamed what he believed was a mythal, mythical amendment for it. A mythical amendment. Amendment. Uh, he said, but they're going to cloak all this stuff in the myth of the Second Amendment, the freedom. I love when people shit on freedom. And it's ironic because you have freedom allowing you to talk out of your ass. He said, you know, it's just a myth. It's a joke. It's just a game they play. I mean, that's freedom. Is it freedom for kids to go to school and try to socialize and try to learn and be scared to death that they might die that day? I don't think any kids are afraid of school shooting. I really don't. Um, oh, we took shots at Ted Cruz. This will be fun. Uh, but Ted Cruz will fix it because he's going to double the number of cops in the schools. That's what he wants to do. Well, that'll create a great environment. Is that freedom? Or is it freedom to take a, or to have a congressman who can make a postcard with all his family holding rifles, including an AR-15 or whatever? He did do that. I remember that. Is that cool? Is that like street cred for a Republican? That's freedom? That's more important than protecting kids. I don't get it. You don't have to get it, Poppy. Here's gun control expert Greg Popovich, clearly speaking from a statistics and evidence-based perspective. Is he white? Oh shit, he's white. He's a white old guy. Some of you probably listen to this and watch basketball and you're like, duh. That's funny. Let's assume he's black. Is that maybe an asshole? Hmm. Oh, here's Ted Cruz on Twitter. He says, uh, liberal professional athletes, the coaches and Hollywood elites are all surrounded by armed security. But the left doesn't believe you have the right to defend yourself and keep your family safe. It's hypocritical, hypocritical and condescending. Um... Yeah, I mean, I agree. I've, I've said that for years, though. They all want to come for your guns. They don't want you to have any kind of Second Amendment rights. But, of course, they also don't want to put up a wall around the country. Keep us safe. But, ironically enough, they all have walls around their house and armed security guards with AR-15s, the big bad ARs. Uh, let's see. I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, they just go back and forth. I don't care. This is another fucking liberal retard. Let's be honest. Guns. It's funny, though. The, the picture, again, that he painted about dead children. It's okay for you to talk like that. <laughs> I don't know why it's okay for you to talk like that. That's why your team stinks. Uh, what else? Fuck them. Let's see, more on the woke business side of things. Uh... Oh, I gotta I gotta cover this, of course, because this made my whole day. Um, again, back towards the Bud Light side of things. Where are we at? Okay, uh, this is by the Washington Examiner. New quote: Ultra right beer takes back to woke Bud Light. Let's let's jump in. Says the anti woke marketing group that made millions selling Let's Go Brandon wrapping paper. She got some of that. 
has jumped on Bud Light's $5 billion transgender blunder with its own twist. Uh, let's see. Seth Weathers, the founder of Freedom Speaks Up, says, Americans have been buying beer from a company that doesn't know which bathroom to use. It's pretty straight to the point. Uh, conservatives will no longer complain about big corporations who use our money to indoctrinate children with their woke garbage. We'll dump them and never look back. His response to the Bud Light campaign is conservative dad's ultra-right beer. I gotta try this beer. Seems like something I'd have in my fridge. Weathers told Secrets. Who's Secrets? Uh, who is Secrets? I don't know. Says Weathers told Secrets he has teamed with an Illinois brewery to market his light brew for those looking for a liberal free beer. If you love America, our traditional values, and you know which restroom to use, Conservative Dad's ultra right beer is for you. Well, I know what bathroom to use. I think. What have I been using the wrong bathroom this whole time? Wouldn't that be crazy? You ever walked in the wrong bathroom, by the way? Like, uh,. Like a shitty bar or something. You walk in, you're too drunk, you're not really paying attention. You just poof, walk right in the door and see nothing but fucking stalls. Just six, seven, eight stalls. No urinals. It smells different. Feels different. I always feel like I'm in a spaceship when I go into a girl's restroom on accident. On purpose, it's totally different. Says the beer comes in a patriotic painted can with the promise it is, quote, 100% woke-free American beer. Woke-free American beer. The beer, described as an airy special gold blend, is in production and set to begin shipping in mid-May for 1990, $19.99 a six-pack. Holy shit! I wouldn't pay that for fucking craft. I wouldn't pay for craft beer anyways, but holy shit. Is this a... <laughs> Let's see. I think this is a ad. Is it? Maybe not. There was an ad for it. Uh, it's a few days since he announced his new brew. Weather set has been blowing up, and that he expects it to do even better than his wrapping paper that sold out during Christmas. Of course, it sold out. It's hilarious. Get all your family some fucking Let's Go Brandon present. I should have bought that. I didn't know it was a thing. Said it's gonna make the wrapping paper look like nothing. Uh, blah, 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 Bud Light, Bud Light. That's hilarious. I think it was a matter of time till somebody made, like, a ultra right-wing beer. And, uh, well, I was gonna say, like, I was gonna go over the types of people that actually drink Bud Light. We're gonna kind of get into that with the interview. She kind of talks about that. Um, and I've been wondering so much. Everybody's wondering, like, why the fuck are all these companies, like, going woke? Haven't they, like, learned... I said on the last podcast, have they kind of, like, learned their lesson with it? But I think we can shed some light on why companies are doing this. So this is a story from the uh, New York Post. It says, Go woke or lose bonuses. CEOs are forced into Dylan Mulvaney deal system. No, I guess the... uh, They made an arrest... Surrounding the uh, Intel leak. An Air National Guardsman. Oh, that's crazy. I don't have time to get into that. That's pretty wild. I gotta read that shit. Um, 
Where are we at? All right. It says woke three letter alphabet soup policies like ESG and CEI, which are supposedly based on quote ethical investing and are why major American corporations are handing out lucrative endorsements to fringe celebrities like transgender performer Dylan Mulvaney. Sound wonky. Hmm. But one corporate analysis, or sorry, one corporate analyst, anal, anal, analyst, 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 got it, gave a succinct summation, quote, you can think about ESG as an attempt to sort of bring critical race theory to the private sector, said Allison Taylor. Um, and like some universities and high schools where parents and administrators have fought back against critical race theory being embedded into the curriculum, America's big corporations aren't necessarily as eager to sign on to LGBTQRS, etc., etc. Climate or anti-racist policies, as you might think, Despite the recent rash of endorsements by Nike, Bud Light, and Kate Spade of transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Um, let's see. The most controversial of those by Bud Light has wiped $5 billion off parent company Anheuser-Busch's value since March 31st. No shit. As it deals with the fallout from conservatives over its brand endorsement of the 26-year-old transgender TikTok and Instagram star. Oh, he's a star. Oh, she. She's a star. She's a star. Star because they tell us that. That's the thing with, like, left-wing heroes. It's only Left-wing heroes are only the ones they tell you, which is odd. Um, the post reveals Saturday how companies strive to receive a perfect, quote, corporate Equality Index. That's a CEI. Uh, uh, CEI score. Huh. From the pro-LGBTQ plus lobbying group, the Human Rights Campaign, to comply with progressive policies imposed by the world's biggest asset funds. Pushing them in the branding deals like the one with Mulvaney. A creepy looking fucking person, man. I don't care. I don't care. But American corporations are being strong-armed in the policies that they don't always agree with by influential nonprofit activist groups acting in concert with powerful fund managers. According to Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ram <laughs> Ramas Ram Ramaswamy Ramaswamy And other opponents. That's a Republican? That sounds like such a redneck. That's a Republican? I can't even say his name. I ain't voting for him. I know he ain't white. That's how every racist would say the word white. White? They really use the fuck. Old people really use the H in the word white. They order pastrami and cheese on white. Uh, oh, good. They name BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street Corp. BlackRock and Vanguard are one of the two companies in the world that own fucking everything. I talked about it on an older podcast, but you can Google like the pyramid of ownership 
of every company in the world. You know, every company is owned by somebody else. And above Apple and Google, above all the fucking ones you would expect is BlackRock and Vanguard. Always. So BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street Corporation, which each own up to 5% of most major U.S. companies. There you go. As uh, the ones doing the strong arming, which Ramaz... Fuck. Ramazwami called a protection racket. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, among others, has been mentioned by ESG opponents as instrumental in the pressure campaigns, which they say are not in the interest of companies or the position or the pension fund members whose savings Fink and others invest. So see, they're forcing, they're forcing this down our throats. We always, oh, conservatives, I always think that we're forcing everything. Well, you're threatening pension funds and investors words I don't know what mean that's big shit <laughs> it's so silly it's so silly uh, this is a fun story it's also from the Washington Examiner it says California considers separating children from their unwoke parents I knew it would come to this. I knew it would come to this. Eventually, it'll come to this with a social credit score, which I've talked about oh so much. Says, legislatures in California are considering a bill that would allow state officials to separate children from their families without letting the parents know until after the fact. Government authorities could do this for children who struggle with gender identity problems, but whose parents are not being affirming Okay, Uh, you know what? Let me finish this. Affirming of their new identification as the opposite sex or as non-binary, non-binary, gender fluid, pansexual, or one of the other made-up genders or sexual orientations. Whoever's writing these stories is killing it. They just slip shit like that in there. Okay, let's address... I talked about the children and gender stuff last podcast, but let's a gender... Let's... Let's... Talk about. I wanted to say address, but I said a gender, didn't I? So you're going to take away kids from their parents when the kid wants to be trans, or they feel like an, they feel like any of this other shit. But the parents like, listen, Stephen, you're not a girl. But dad, but dad, I want I want I want you to cut off my my. Dick and balls, and I want to be a girl. Now, Stephen, not at the dinner table. Then they're going to bust in, raid your house, and take your kids, and then arrest you for saying based. What? I'm just being red pilled. Sir, you're coming with us. It's amazing. I don't understand. I, I need an age group. I don't understand how a child can make that decision. I just don't understand it. I'll stand by that. Um, The bill, AB66, AB665, quote, would allow children as young as 12 years old, there it is, to consent to being placed into state-funded group homes without parental permission or knowledge. 
This is according to an analysis from California Family Council. Isn't that nice? Your 12-year-old. You're going to piss off your 12-year-old because you won't let him stay out past curfew. And you took his cell phone and he's pissed off like a normal a normal parent-to-child relationship. I think in every household. And you're going to piss that 12-year-old off and he's going to say, you know what? I think I'm a chick. I'm out of here. That's what's going to happen. There's no gonna, there's, there's not going to be any more runaways. No, no, no. There's going to be tranny kids who live with the government. It's amazing. It's a good, nice quote we can read. The mental health treatment or counseling of a minor authorized by this section shall include involvement in the minor's parent or guardian unless the professional person who is treating the or counseling the minor after consulting with the minor determines that the involvement would be inappropriate. Again, giving more power to government, state government, states like California who have completely lost their fucking minds. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? You're not woke enough. We're taking your kids. Now, Steven, stop playing with your penis vagina at the table. But dad... It's not even going to have a vagina. He's going to cut this dude. This, this fucking poor kid wants his penis cut off. <laughs> when they do that, is there, do they, do they orchestrate like a vagina down there or is it just a hole? Just a crater left where the penis once was ground zero where the penis was. Now, Steven, you dropped a, you dropped a green bean on your, uh, on your hole. Daddy. <laughs> All right. Alyssa Heinerscheid. Heinerscheid? I don't know how to say her fucking name either. This is the VP of Bud Light. This is on a podcast called Make Yourself at Home. Now, the rest of the show will be me reviewing this podcast episode. And uh, so, yeah, if you don't want to hear this horse face fucker from Bud Light talk, turn it off. Because that's what I'm going to do for the rest of the show. Uh, how much time you got? How much time I'm going to kill with this shit? Got about 15 minutes. That's fine. This is a fucking hour-long interview that nobody needs. So, Alyssa Heinerscheid. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Regardless, it's the first time I've seen her. Um, she's the first, first female VP of Bud Light. I don't know if that means anything to anybody. It doesn't to me. But hey, congratulations. Um, she just looks abysmal. Let's just get that out of the way. If you're listening to this, it's an audio only podcast. So I encourage you to check it out yourself, pop it up on YouTube or even Google a picture of her. She looks terrible. She has the world's worst mouth. I'm going to get this all out of the way now so I can actually play the clips without destroying her to pieces. You know, it's like she, she really is like pretty potential like she has potential to be hot but when god was constructing her face he got to the mouth ran out of legos hey i need to borrow a mouth well take it off this one take it off this take it off this man from the middle of wisconsin put that on there and she has so much teeth 
You ever just seen the people that smile and have way too much gum? You know the people I'm talking about. They smile and you're like, oh, you got a pretty smile. Oh, my God. That's a lot of gum. The gum to teeth ratio on some people is atrocious. However, on this woman, I, I see no gum. Just all teeth. All teeth. Like a gum to teeth ratio should be like a nice, nice uh, 80-20, 70-30, mostly teeth. This woman has a nice, she has a nice, <laughs> she has a nice lean mouth, right? A nice lean mouth. She's got like a 95-5. All teeth. And the teeth don't look like they belong there. She has the teeth of like the fake Halloween teeth you put in your mouth. It's atrocious. So I'm not going to play all of this because it's just awful. Um, most of it's about women stuff. And I just don't. You know what I mean? Let's just play some of this. See what's, see what's, see what's going on. Let me see here. How can we play this? Oh, I muted it. That's why it wouldn't play. Oh my God. Remembering what is your safe space creating oh it. God. That is so interesting. And I think it really yes. hits on this point of we all have limited time. So uh, how are you going to yes. spend it? You know, as you were going through this, Spend did you find your, I mean, it's your inevitable, clit. you had to kind of looking at your own life and saying, is this the choice I really want to be making? You know, did it change anything that you were doing or did it make you reflective on certain oh things God. that, you know, you started to rethink? I think, I think a couple things. I think it reminded me to never get too far away from I just want to point out too, if you're watching, again, I encourage you to watch along with this video somehow. I don't know if you can, but when you do watch, you're going to notice the, she's like in her office at her house or something. Of course, she's on like a Zoom call because that's what everybody post COVID does. Um, She's got a bunch of like her children's artwork taped to the wall behind her, which is how you know it wasn't there before this. She threw it all up to be the family woman. And the artwork fucking sucks. <laughs> it's I mean, the kids are either four years old or they have a touch of autism, just a touch. It's awful. I'm not gonna say the kid's name, but you can see it. And it's just it's a kid painted a rainbow. Like if I'm sorry, my kid paints a rainbow and then brings it to me. I'm gonna tell him to go fucking try again. Beat it. All you do is take one of each color and draw a fucking line. I don't know what any of these drawings are. Real Picasso you got there, horse mouth. Communities of women from vulnerability and honesty and mm -hmm. kind of hardship, like that's where I'm most comfortable. So remembering what is your safe space, creating it oh, and, and sort of staying close to it. But your safe space. I also think sort of grit and self-determination, it reminded me how strong women are in general and yes. how strong yes i am as well like you can go from you're so strong place which is where i started this whole thing Shit. and then it you know and then it was like profiled in the new yorker and was successful she has a mouth that could eat a pussy dry dry just she has that mouth that like would if she sucked on your face you'd you'd look like you're in space without a helmet and it's just, oh my God, it's all teeth. Well, and 
And it was sort of just this small microcosm of like, pursue your energy. We have permission, as a sweet friend of mine says, like we have permission at this point in our lives to pursue what gives us energy and joy. Give yourself that permission and things will happen and, and success will come from it. So I think- um, Ugh, Give yourself yeah, permission. I, I, but I don't have a dramatic- I quit my job and I started um, anti-hate activism, which would be an amazing thing, but <laughs> yeah, I don't quite have so that brave. trajectory. No. Right. And it sounds like the where you are now is really where you wanted to be. Tell me a little bit about right. sort of how you pictured success before you started all of this. And you were kind of, you know, hitting your stride in a way right before the pandemic. It looks like you were promoted to being a VP at Bud Light or at I just want to say how much everybody loves. Like liberal people love talking about the pandemic. Any chance they can bring up the pandemic. I mean, we're fucking two years past it. In the real world. Not according to the government, but in the real world, we're all two years past and every chance a liberal gets to fucking go, well the pandemic. Ever since the pandemic <laughs> I sit on my washer while it vibrates. AB, yeah. right before the pandemic, tell me a little bit about what you pictured for yourself and what you wanted your life to look like before all of this. Yeah, I mean, I... When I sort of was a little girl, it's funny, I've thought a lot about this. It's not funny. There's, um, there's sort of these narratives and stories, I think, that families tell about children and they sort of get these well-worn grooves of stories mm -hmm. and narratives. And um, I'm gonna take us one step back, which is my mom <laughs> was a hugely formative in sort of impact, of course, on my life. She's sort mm -hmm. of my North Star. She's grit and determination, raised in a real small cattle ranch in Oklahoma. This chick looks like she could be trans. All the way through, but she had this vision for clawing her way out of this life and and creating a new broader horizon for herself and she raised me with very much this she's so fidgety i want my too. kids to kind of grow where they're planted and do big things like the adderall's kind of wearing off you yeah. know but at the same time she just can't wait to get that midday drink funny, despite the trailblazery thing there was this funny traditional value system that i was very much raised with as a little girl yeah and that narrative and it, and I feel like you kind of are vibing with me on this too. You you ha might have this a little bit. That narrative was around like being a sweet little girl and being the social glue and not fomenting conflict. Like we are, we're gentle and we're kind and we're Southerners and like we bring everybody along and we don't ruffle feathers. Um, and so I think little me. That was the narrative Enough. that was told. And that Enough. was kind of the narrative right, I told. And now you have this incredible we'll job with Bud Light. You were the first woman to here. lead this brand in its 40-year history. This is the largest beer brand in the industry. What does that mean to you? And when you think about your own impact and your own legacy, what do you want that to be? Especially when you think about at work, but also outside of work. So, you know, so many women who are interacting with you and watching her your fucking career. mouth. I can't stop. I know you probably like did how we get it. The mouth is huge. No, like she's got those. She's got those lips that look like they're they're working to cover the lips at all times. It's like a full time job for the lips to enclose the mouth. Kind of like a horse mouth. Kind of like a horse mouth and you're raising a daughter you know what do you want your impact to be i think 
being the first woman to lead Bud Light, the biggest beer brand kind of in the world, it's, it's been, it's humbling. And I'm incredibly kind of 41 years for a woman to be in this spot. And I think it's sometimes helpful to just sort of recognize that. Can we, okay. She said it took 40 years for a woman to be in this spot. That's assuming that for the last 40 years, women have just been clamoring to be the VP of Bud Light. I don't think I've ever seen a woman drink Bud Light, to be honest. It's either some shitty sweetened wine coolers or liquor, of course. Sorry, it's women's favorite, a little tequila, but never Bud Light. If anything, is like if they have to choose like a shitty light beer, it's going to be Michelob. Because in their tiny little brains, they think they might shave off a couple calories. But I don't think women for the past 40 years have just been held down by the big bad men at Bud Light. You just happen to be in, the, in this job market and you happen. They gave it to you because you were qualified, which they're obviously shooting themselves in the foot now. Because you're single-handedly fucking it's disintegrating the whole brand and they didn't need that this this is the spot like this is where i think i had maybe even dreamed of being in some kind of position like this and so Mm -hmm. kind of being happy in the here and now is a part of what i'm trying to kind of draw joy and energy from Mm -hmm. um and particularly it's an interesting dynamic as a woman in a in a very male dominated, um, vice industry, like, like beer. And, mm-hmm. um, it's been a long road, Kristen. It's sort of, it's been tense and hard, but it's mm. also, it's also brought a lot of clarity and perspective about kind of who I want to be and how I want to operate in the world. Mm-hmm. And I would say the most important thing about this job is that you, to prioritize bringing other people along the way community and women. I mean, it's just, it doesn't mean anything unless I am positively impacting other people. And so that's been just incredibly important to me. My decisions with teams. I mean, I, I try to build teams of people who maybe nobody else has taken a chance on them. I try to bet on people who haven't had the opportunity. Bet on Why do you people think that is? Values as me, who are hungry. Why do you think it's male dominated? Things, but care about each other and protect it's each beer. other. It's Kind and good. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's just a bunch of dribble. And I try to bring that honestly. I'm going to be honest. I listened to most of this podcast. And it literally had the vibe of like. When you're hanging out with your boys. But the wives are there. And the wives are just just going on and on and on about shit. And, and even and I, me and my boys have even made co- eye contact. Like, fuck are we talking about here? What is this? What are we talking about? We're talking, but what, pseudo feelings? It's just feelings all the time. It's all about feelings with women. That's why things are male-dominated. Because you guys operate on nothing but feelings. Fuck getting stuff done. How do you feel? Gives a fuck how you feel. Female representation in this role has been something I've been really committed to. We can talk a little bit about that if you want, but it's just been ever since I took this job, I 
I wanted to try to move the needle in some small choices along the way. To you know what happened too. Bud Light's brand was in serious decline. It just has been for a while. And like CEO of this company was like, ugh, all the guys at the board, big board meeting. Oh man, we got to do something. I don't know what to do, man. Nothing's working. Well, I guess we got to try the social angle. I guess we ought to put a woman up here. Right? Let's bring up let's bring on a broad. See what she can bring to the table. And then they listen to her after they give her the job. Give this long drawn out PowerPoint presentation about how she's going to bring transgender equality to the brand. I guarantee you while this is going on, there's a couple of dudes in suits sitting there looking at each other like what the fuck are we doing? What did we do? This has gotten out of hand. It's too late. Can't do anything. It's too late. Probably while she's giving this <laughs> this presentation, you just hear whisper. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna get her out of here? I can't get her. It's too late. We can't do anything. We already brought her in. <laughs> it's so stupid. Sort of say this matters to me. It's the same when I'm dealing with celebrities or sponsorship or partnerships. It's it's my commitment to sort of bring others along with me. That's just really important. Yeah, I do want to talk about that because I think you know it was amazing to see a woman at the heart of the Bud Light Super Bowl commercial, and I think there's yeah. probably a lot of ways that you know your own background and your own perspective and your own values. You know, the person you are at home impacts and has a ripple effect on the Bud Light brand. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think number one, you know, I'm a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light. And it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a According campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men mm -hmm. and representation is it sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of fratty kind of out of touch <laughs> humor and there we it go. was really important that we <laughs> all right there we go let's let's take a second Talk about what she just fucking said. I'll address that in two parts. Okay. That's kind of the, the two main points that she made. First point is fratty, right? The beer having a fratty stigmatism to it. I don't disagree with that. I don't know if that's necessarily a negative thing, being how frat boys are usually the ones buying this cheap dog shit beer by the case. So if you really want to alienate the people who are spending 30 bucks case on your beer times 10 per fucking little get together they got with their gay little buddies on the rugby team, fine. Makes no sense. As a marketing strategy, it makes no sense. Um, so she's, she's 
going on about being inclusive, right, and evolving the brand, which for some reason to her means automatically being inclusive, which I don't, I mean, I don't know if that means you're evolving anything. It seems to me by being quote unquote inclusive, you have completely alienated, I'd say about 60% of people that buy the fucking beer. 50% being men. Okay, the other percent just being young kids who can't afford shit else. People that want a shotgun or chug or have a pair of balls and actually put beer in their beer pong cups. So that's the first point. Second point, which is my favorite. Out of touch humor was what she said. Now, I take offense to that. I don't think you get to determine, just because you're a VP of fucking Bud Light, what humor is out of touch. Are you going by the natural the natural feel of society, the natural culture that, that social media has completely dictated like a puppeteer? I don't think naturally... I think naturally young kids are starting to come up looking at what I mean, what I assume she means by out of touch humor would be edgy humor, humor that goes to a dark place, which by definition is humor that is comedy going all the way back to a little history on comedy for you going all the way back to the three stooges goofy as shit, right? But them clanking each other on the heads with shit and, you know, knocking their heads together and hitting each other with hammers and things. It was all goofy and all in good fun. But it was that's that was comedy and the comedy came the humor of it, the laugh came at the expense of somebody getting hit in the head. Came at the expense of somebody else. Which is what comedy is. Comedy, every form of comedy comes at the expense of somebody else. Which is why you can't go canceling stand-up comedians because a stand-up comedian will be on stage and tell a joke most people might laugh at the joke but that joke is going to come at the expense of someone somewhere so no you don't get to dictate what out-of-touch comedy is or humor like it it's one thing to have an opinion, like, oh, that's distasteful. Okay, fine. It's not for you. Friday kids drinking Bud Light, making fucking off-color jokes, isn't for you. Here's a piece of advice. Don't go to a frat house. I don't think anybody, I don't think any sane person, or maybe any person at all, goes to a gas station or a liquor store and goes to the cashier and hey point me to your point me to your most inclusive beer point me to the beer that's not out of touch okay point me to the beer that has the trans people on it nobody gives a shit this isn't going to change how people feel about your product that's the beauty of this you're pushing a product and i may or may not respect her go-getter attitude trying to reform a shitty brand that's fine but you're doing it the wrong way you're not stumbling on some she's she's acting like she struck gold and like 
discovered a new way to market beer. But you haven't hit anything new. All the corporations are doing this. You're just copying what they're doing, hoping that it can save this brand. Which, again, is probably why these fucktards brought you on in the first place. You probably fed them a line of shit. We can have everybody drinking Bud Light. We can have the trans people, the men, the women. She probably worded it like, we can't just have cisgender males drinking Bud Light. We have to include... Oh, shut the fuck up. As soon as she said the word cisgender, she should have been booted out of the fucking meeting. Let's see what else she's got to say. Had another approach. So, long story short, Super Bowl spot, fast forward... I cast an incredible female choreographer who just brought incredibly positive, amazing energy to the spot. We cast Miles Teller and his wife, Kelly Teller, but it was really crucial to me that if you see that spot, Kelly is, Kelly is the heartbeat of that spot. You're seeing this whole experience through Kelly. She's the beating heart. She, I would sort of argue, is sort of what propels you through that experience, and, and that was intentional. Okay, well, you fucked up, because here's here's the news flash for you, and I don't know if anybody, like, saw the actual ad for the Super Bowl, but it it was a, it was just a shot of Miles Teller and his wife um, slow dancing to some slow dancing song. I don't know. Pretty lackluster. Point is, commercial pops up, 98% of human beings watching it, Go just like this. Oh, shit, there's Miles Teller. Who's that? Is that his wife? Huh. And maybe somebody in your group Googles it. That's Miles Teller's wife. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Well, how about that? By then, the commercial's over, and you're about back to the game. So, I, I don't think you really accomplish anything by doing that, but whatever. Um, and then we had another really fun spot. First spot out of the gate was the first time ever we'd had a female protagonist... And this really cool, she was sort of cool as hell bobbing and weaving through a bar. But anyway, listen, I'm not going to pretend that there isn't so much more work to do from a business results perspective and, of course, from a representation perspective. But I wonder how she I feels about feel that like now. You, you have to put your money where your mouth is when you're trying to evolve. Oh, a my God. I hope not. Bring a new- I don't want anything that's been where your mouth is. Holy shit. You could fit a space station in that mouth. Good Lord. She also has like dippers teeth, like tobacco. Like she, her gums are, are, are receding to the point where you can, like where the gum is supposed to meet the teeth. You can just see right through. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm talking about her mouth again. But she said it. She said, put your money where your mouth is. I'm not putting my money where her mouth is. She'll eat it. Like hungry, hungry hippo. That's what she is. Hungry, hungry VP. Eating everything around her, including her sales at her shitty company. It's awful consumers so that's been incredibly important to me mm-hmm. amazing and i love to talk with our guests about how home and work are sort of intertwined when you think about that how do you feel like your life at home sets you up for success in your career and then vice versa yeah i mean it's funny i did this yeah. exercise um all right what else with uh with a friend of mine and we what looked at kind else? of a list of 50 values mm-hmm. and it was what are the values that are true all for right you? enough of this dog shit anyways 
Well, you get the point. Super sad. Super silly. And uh, I don't I don't know if Bud Light's gonna necessarily survive. Um. This I really don't. I mean, shit. You can't. Companies can't continue to to, to do this. And and it kind of goes back to it. I know I didn't finish the story, but the real point I wanted to get to with the um. Oh yeah, that was my asshole. Kidding. That's the point I was getting to with the whole story about no woke, no bonuses. I mean, these companies are being pressured into doing these things. And it's just, it's not going to work in the long term. It really isn't. I mean, brands like Bud Light, I mean, you can't, I mean, I talked about it in the last podcast. Jack Daniels is doing it. It's one thing for like Olay to be put in Nike women's wear to put fucking Dylan Mulvaney on the, like, but Jack Daniels, who's, who's out there drinking Jack Daniels, right? Just a burly guy, arms up on the bar, taking his, his drinking his whiskey neat, his wheat or wheat, his his uh, Jack Daniels no ice, and he's just like, you know what would make this better? This is damn good whiskey. You know what would make this better? You know, John, what's that, Steve? A fucking tranny. I'm. I, I want. Who's that, Dylan? Dylan Vaney at Mulvaney? That's it. Let's get. We need him on there. This would really drive the brand, wouldn't it? There. No, of course not. Nobody wants. No, you know. Who you got to think? Who's your customer base? Who's the customer base? Jack Daniels or Bud Light? We know who it is. For for Jack Daniels especially, it's your manly man. That's who, you know, fucking, it's the, it's the hard-hitting guy, long day at work, once a fucking stiff one, and it's it just, why you gotta, why you gotta bring, the whole world doesn't have to be inclusive, why are we, fuck, don't include anyone, fuck you, just buy the product, not including you, motherfucker, buy it if you want it, if you don't want it, don't buy it, people are gonna buy it. It's Jack fucking Daniels. We don't... Well, hey, this uh, this whiskey doesn't have a transgender person representing it. I can't spend my money. Ah, get that fuck out of here. Is anybody going to wake up? I feel like really... I do feel like one day I'm going to just wake up and accidentally like like roll and unplug my shit and, and all this is fake. They're going to be like, plug them back in, plug them back in. They need, we need more trans stuff. It's sad. It's fucking sad. All right. <sighs> Enough of that. Enough bitching and moaning. Uh, yep, that's it for me. Um, thanks again. Thanks again for listening. If you stuck out the whole podcast, I appreciate it. May or may not put some clips on YouTube. Who knows? I know it's hard for everybody to watch a whole hour-long podcast, but you know, feel free to skip through. I don't know. I can't, t- I can't really time stamp it on... Uh, streaming sites, but, you know, I really hope you guys enjoy the show, uh, or program, or podcast, or whatever, it is what it is, so, uh, do go to streaming sites like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and make sure you drop a comment, drop a nice review, um, if you can find the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell if you would, try to help me grow that channel a little bit before they take it away, I know they're gonna take it away, it's fine, 
I took away everything else. Why stop there? As long as the podcast hosts and streaming sites stay strong, we'll be all right. But I do, uh, like I said, I do appreciate everybody uh, sticking it out and supporting the pro- the, the podcast. And uh, look forward to doing more episodes. And I'll probably do another one tomorrow. Depending on when you're listening to this, that may or may not matter. It's the beauty of not doing it live. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, I am working on a few things. A few side, not side projects. They're going to be podcast episodes, but they'll be like fully. I've mentioned it before, kind of fully about a certain topic. And uh, depends on how that goes. I may or may not put those out. Either way, the podcast will still be going. Still be episodes coming out. Um, so, yeah, appreciate it. And uh, if I can catch you guys next time.